You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Okay, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. Bet Online, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football, NBA basketball, and Bet Online AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else online. So, online today, take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to betonline.ag. Once again, betonline.ag, code CLNS50 to get you 50% off your initial deposit. All right, we are live. Game one, Saturday night. Celtics Nets. Um, I guess I don't know what we expected. Um, it was an interesting game. Uh, I want to get everybody's thoughts. We're going to fill up the chat. We're going to do locker room. Um, I'm going to hang off and I'm going to tell, well, I'll tell you guys early now with Ke- Kendrick Perkins joining us on locker room <laughs> later Surprise. on. So, yeah. Uh, yes, so you want to join us afterwards for sure. Fill it up. Uh, Kendrick's going to be spitting fire, I'm sure, on the, uh, you know, on one post game show and then he's going to join our post game show and we're going to chop it up and discuss the Celtics. Uh, 104-93 loss to Brooklyn. Uh, I can, I can, uh, spoiler alert, here's how this show is going to go. Bobby's going to tell us why this was an encouraging game for the Celtics, and the rest of us are going to tell us why it was utterly depressing. We're going to do that for about an hour. Um, <laughs> it, might be, okay. it might be split then. The show might be split. Good thing I'm here then. Uh, may, maybe I'm in the minority. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm, 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 or maybe you're in the minority, right? Maybe you're, I already, you're one of four. I already can't stand everything John's going to say to me. <laughs> what? You can already tell, right? I'm just nice. ready for this. The group chat was completely silent all game. You guys weren't saying anything. And that just said to me right away, they're not buying any of this. And rightfully so, because the Nets yeah, still came on won this game. True. But rightfully all, so. But you know – yeah, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> all that matters here is that you saw some compete, some – just heart from the Celtics in this game and something to project in the next year. Something see, that when you I start to see the in a more complete state Dude, next year, there's I'm hope there. at next year, not next game, not this series. Anything oh, we saw. On. John. No, if, I'm if saying Timothy, anything you saw here that was encouraging it has to do with next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like Rob Williams being transcendent on one foot was such a this revelation. Was he never had a triple-double. Uh, on yeah. one, one rebound, one block short. Or, exactly, and and just so happened to to, to break a uh, Celtics playoff record on limited yeah. minutes on one foot. It's incredible, yeah. Yeah. unreal. Insane. 
But it's it's a reminder of why this Celtics team is just so freaking snake bitten this year. Because those these are the games where when they have key guys relatively helpful, they can they can play with Brooklyn. But when you don't have a Jalen Brown, you have Kimball Walker who's shooting like crap all game long. You got 48 taking bad shots, and there you are. Really, up until like the last five or six minutes, you're right there in the thick of things with the team that hands down has the most firepower. Um, there were a lot more encouraging things about this game looking down the road. And to, to your guys' point, this this isn't going to do a damn thing for this series, uh, that they played them well. It's just not. I, I still don't think they're going to win a game. But at least we have a sample size that shows their core guys can actually compete, and they can compete against some of the top-tier teams. I, I thought they were going to get their asses just, waxed from the jump. I thought Brooklyn was going to come out and smash them. And that didn't yeah, happen. I just feel just like if Kemba – if Kemba didn't fill those, those last two threes, John would have went on the whole, uh, this is borderline embarrassing, guys. Like, he would have started the show like that. Like, like for their, they, were their credit, by, yeah, nothing, they were about to get beat by 20 in a game that, that was nowhere close to that. Those threes well, that's don't what I mean, though. Anybody. That's what I mean, though. If, if they lost by 20, it, it's, it, it, would, it would tell a different, a different story, well, or at least John well, would have ran with that story. narrative. Nothing that happened in the last two minutes matters. What ha what matters tonight is this. Your two biggest players sh uh, came up really short. Celtics settled for way too many contested shots against a really crappy Get out of here. Tatum was awesome Tatum. in this game. Wrong. He was, he was, he was awful. He set a great tone early. He was getting inside. He, he was drawing free He throws. tried a little he early. He was brutal. He was brutal for almost three quarters, Bobby. You got to be honest with it. He did not. He didn't score a field goal in the second half until um, what? Yeah. Like, very. I don't know if you've had one. How do you call? No, yeah. like how do you call a performance a where your best player doesn't score a freaking field goal in the second half? Because they he had set an early tone. Yeah. Dude, come on. That's not what his job. His job is to no, early tone is to dominate. But sooner or later, you have to start. Yeah, you have to start commanding the ball more. Yeah, Some, somebody had to step up in the second. I was surprised half. We for that. Tatum had five court. shots in the second half with about five minutes to play. And that that's just that should never happen with your best player. No. I guarantee you, if you look at the top ten players in the league and we talk about the top ten scores, they're not going to have five shots taken in the second half with five minutes to go. They're going to – particularly in a game that you know you've played well enough to be in. I thought Tatum, he wasn't assertive enough, which was crazy because there was that point in the game where Kevin Durant had a push-off and Tatum got really pissed. And it was yeah. like demonstrative about it. And I'm thinking, you need to be like that at the offensive end of the floor, too, buddy. You need to be demonstrative. You need to be engaged. You need to be that way, not just in the first quarter and early second quarter, but also in the third and the fourth. I thought Tatum was just that. He, he The way he played in the first half, that needed to, to stay throughout the course of the game. And I'm not talking about the shot making. I'm talking about the attitude. He had a badass attitude the first half, yeah, and it just didn't translate into the second. It's too and bad. I hated that, Gerard. I hated it because, yeah, it's too bad because I felt like he was the calls, the respect that he's sort of been asking for all season long, right? Mm -hmm. And to Love his credit, you, you drop, you drop yeah. 60, you drop 50 in a three-week span. I mean, you're going to get some respect around here, right? I, I felt like the referees were giving him that. But you got to be aggressive. You have to continue to be aggressive and force the issue. I thought he he was a little shy in the second half, especially when Kemba Walker, let's face it, after the, first quarter, after the first quarter overall, I mean, he just – wasn't the offensive firepower? I, I don't think it was. I don't think it was as much. 
I don't think it was as much aggression as they had to be being in control. The turnovers got a little crazy in the second half. They were letting Brooklyn get out on runouts, get open shots. That last exchange turnover with Thompson and Tatum was the game. And that was just a disaster when it came to ball control. I got to look at back at that and see whose fault it was. Yeah. It, looked, it looked like Thompson's at first to me. I'm sure there was just a miscommunication as a whole there. But Tatum from them, he wasn't his offense. I thought his approach was good pretty much throughout the game. His connectivity, getting other guys quality shots, controlling the ball, not allowing the other team to get those turnovers is still what frustrates me with him. And I don't I don't feel like anybody got Evan Fournier the quality looks that he needed in this one. And that's no, job. Stop. No, no, no. I, I love Evan. I do, but his decision making in this awful, game was awful, atrocious. Awful, I mean, that really? there was that point in this in this, I think it was the third quarter where it was starting to get a little squirrely. They had a timeout, they came out of it, and he takes a contested baseline jumper at a at a point when you absolutely needed a That's bucket. What You're like the me. last guy that should be taking that shot. That's what bugged me about the offense on the whole. Okay. And yes, Tatum was trying to be aggressive and it just didn't happen for him in the second half. Brooklyn is, this is a horrible defensive team with no interior presence. And everybody outside of Tatum was just taking contested twos or threes all game long. There wasn't enough aggression from anybody really trying to put pressure on Brooklyn. Brooklyn, these guys can't defend. Smart, smart gave it a good shot. Smart smart played a good game and smart yeah. was stepping up when he saw that Kemba wasn't for sure. Um, and that was, uh, you know, that that was something, but not enough of that. I mean, I, offensively, this was unbelievable. I mean, they ended up with twenty and twenty in the third and the fourth. But they were missing. Crap, they were missing. They a had eight points, right? like with three, four minutes left to go in the third quarter, and the same thing with the fourth, and salvaged them with <laughs> yeah. a couple of late and, runs. And not for nothing, but those nine points from Parker from uh, Jabari Parker, that was that was kind of a gift. No, no, no and, one and that, that. that. Right, you're not like, going to get that. Con- exactly. Kind of that, that might not happen again. The series. Right. This was a blown opportunity to steal one. Blown opportunity. There, there's, sure. there's absolutely no doubt. You're not going to get Brooklyn that's going to come out this flat. You're not going to get Brooklyn that's going to be as, frankly, disengaged defensively as they were tonight because they're going to get and better dis- as this series disconnected goes on. on offense. They, were, yeah, they looked like a team whose three stars had only played together eight times all season. It was, yeah. it was um, a real concern. Yeah. You see Durant and Kyrie on the bench. They're kind of just like talking like, yeah, did you notice when he did that? Like, they're still trying to figure this thing out, but I mean, we're so they damn – they're so that's damn gonna be worrisome for them that they can pull it off, you know? Like, it's – yeah. yeah. I thought it was that a great was opportunity weird. Something. It was. So, look, we went in on Tatum a little bit. And, again, but this is the part of the show that Bobby's going to hate. He's already said he's going to hate everything I'm going to say. I'm not going to talk. We're just going to talk about Kemba Walker. Okay? You guys do the talking. This was atrocious. Okay, I've I done love- all the talking I'm going to do. I, I love Kemba. <laughs> I, I really do. But, damn, this is this is just an absolute shitty game for him. I mean, maybe one of the worst he's had as a Celtic when in terms of his performance oh, and the magnitude of the game. Uh, they needed him so badly in this game to be average. Not to be great, Kimba, but be average, Kimba. And he wasn't even able to do that. I mean, you look at those shots, and he's 5 for 16. And he, I mean, what, two or three of those came when the game was out of reach? Yeah. He has to be better. Right. Yeah, I know. It, it was th- those two, yeah. you, you throw them out there. He was a disaster, yeah. This is a bad matchup for him, it feels like. I think on the whole, this matchup's good for Boston. but he this, sh- this shouldn't be a bad matchup for him. Oh, the shots that he was able to get in this game were not they, they, bad. They were he open. He just missed. I just got a sense. Yeah, but see, I, that's what happens when he's chasing around, you know? Like, it's the same sort of – it's the same – almost the same approach we saw last season in the bubble, you know? Like, he's 
he's trying to catch up. And then when it, when it's time for him to do his thing, you know, he, he's having a tough time either finishing at the rim or he's front. He's you know he's hitting his, his his shots in the front rim and they're not going in. It's not falling. Well, I mean, to me, the secret sauce, if you're going to be able to hold your own with Brooklyn, if they continue to start the way they do, is get whoever Blake Griffin is guarding in an ISO. He may be the worst starting defender in the NBA. They took advantage of him early. Yeah, and they yeah. should. You're and every team to me, if Brooklyn listen, if Brooklyn gets past the Celtics, which they should, at some point, Steve Nash is going to have to have the cojones and say, Blake, sorry, you're going to have to sit because yeah. he is going to keep teams in a lot of games as long as he's on the floor. But that's not our problem. Hey, well. <laughs> I mean, the Celtics need, but the Celtics need to do a better job of taking advantage of that guy. I mean, Tatum, I thought Tatum, one of the reasons Tatum was able to get going early on was because they get that switch and Blake would be on him. The Celtics, and that that's another thing, too. I didn't think the Celtics did a good enough job of creating the, the maximum mismatches on offense. They, I mean, it's like they've never I, heard of setting a pick I and know. creating a switch. And yet you will you watch Brooklyn. That's all they did. And even yeah. when they do, when Tatum gets a guy on a switch, he just like he's when he gets a guard or somebody on him on a switch, he just sets him up for for a contested two for a right. long two o- o- over the top. Instead you know, of going to the basket against going to the guy basket. who's than you with a team that has no rim protection. Yeah, no rim protection at all. That's what was frustrating. I feel like you know just not enough of that. Way, way, way too many, uh, uh, too many contested shots and too many threes. Yeah, the and- Celtics. The Celtics' biggest problem tonight was that free flowing nature offensively, where you didn't have someone set in as that facilitator who was going to set everybody up. Everybody, for the most part, was just trying to get their own and fit in where they could. On the defensive end, as Sherrod just said, way too easy to be switched on. That cannot be your game plan here. From the opening minutes, laying Thompson guard hard in as many possessions as he did. Jabari on on Durant. That was like by design, actually, though, I think. Letting Durant shoot over smart. The Thompson one was might have been by design, but I don't think the Parker one was. It feels like it was by design. I just don't think it's the right move. And I get what everyone was arguing. Like, you just set them up to take jumpers over those guys, and you want them taking jumpers rather than getting to their spots and creating and dishing it out and all that kind of stuff. It was just too easy, though. Like, it's not well, like Thompson was able to stay yeah, in front of Harden. This is what Brad real quick, though, right, guys? Like, he gets creative like this when he's shorthanded. I mean, we've seen it in the past. It didn't surprise me that. We said it would that. be the Parker series. We did say this is a light. light. Parker well, was Parker fine. Part, the Parker yeah, part, too, I, I, but also uh, Thompson – Switching on to Harden, it seemed like he would avoid the switch sometimes, as if like it was he was programmed to to stay with Harden in some instances. And I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past Brad Stevens just to sort of shake things up, throw a different you know body at him. And I don't think it's a good move. Thompson. You have a, you have gonna, a guy. He'll he'll welcome that challenge. He will, but he'll get blown by. The, mm-hmm. You have one of the best guys at hedging screens in the NBA, and Marcus Smart. And to see him forced to just hand off Thompson to Harden there is infuriating. Yeah. You have to fight. You have to grind through screens in this series. You have to prevent Brooklyn from getting those matchups. I know you're not going to shut down Brooklyn, but you yeah. have to at least challenge them defensively. It just feels Bobby, like that me... was part of the game plan for Marcus to just kind of let that go because Marcus' yeah, instinct would not allow him was. to detach himself. I know. Like no, it was the game plan. I guess that's not forget too. You know, Bobby, let's not forget, you know, the, these fouls, they stack up against these guys, right? That's against the, against the Hardens, you know? Like, you're going to get you, – you stick – you try to keep Marcus fighting through, he wouldn't. He'll do it relentlessly, and he'll pick up some fouls. Bobby, you know, that's Jason Tatum is going to stack up fouls. Kemba Walker, every single game in the series, he will stack up fouls. Like, it's this is just a tough matchup overall, but especially when you're talking about those kind of guys who are constantly getting free throw line, especially James Harden. 
you can switch Rob on to Harden, and that's fine. Um, because that was one of the best defensive series I've seen anybody play all all year. Uh, with 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 Rob there on Harden, keeping he him from getting so to the damn good tonight. Like this, like I, this was the best game I think Rob Williams has played as a Celtic. When you look at, yeah. I mean, yeah. a I damn agree. near triple double on one foot. Yeah. seriously, no, this the fact that able yeah. to block shots from inside the paint. At the three-point line and damn near everywhere in between. I mean, Rob was just phenomenal. Yeah, when tonight. you can, when you consider, he could be a story we're, we're telling in like five years, maybe. Yes, no, yeah, this maybe. is <laughs> this is this is flat out. Be. When you can, when you consider his health, when you consider yeah. the matchup, and just frankly, what the Celtics needed in this game, this was one of the best performances I've ever seen. From who a was the, and it feels the like, and again, it feels like this was the one that they should have taken. Yeah, who because was the so most impressive? Who was the most impressive human being on the on the court tonight for both teams? Rob Williams. Rob Williams, without a question. Not even close. Yeah. Right. He had he had Durant shaken on various possessions going inside. Yeah. He bought Kyrie from behind. He mm -hmm. sent shots flying on the, the perimeter. The one that he had on the was amazing. He went up for the initial shot and came down and was able to All bounce back up and down. block it. Bounced back and came back. Right. Yep. I mean that was. <laughs> and he blocked hard he on the three point line. Yeah. That was amazing. Some of those were so impressive. And and, and, oh, God. and beyond the blocks, he had three, four great contests. Yeah. KD inside, Harris on the three-point line. And they recognized it with the, uh, on, uh, if we they recognized him on the roll a little bit more, they could have really gotten that going more uh, mm -hmm. than, than, than they now did he, he, Here's the problem. That 14-minute mark, because that's when he went down against Washington in the previous game. He gets there again tonight later in the game, which was good. But once he bought Claxton twice inside on that play and came me. up lame, that was it. He had to go to the bench, and that was game. And that's still going to be the question with his career. Can he get up into the higher echelon minutes ever? Like He'll be a great bench player if this is a 20-minute-per-game guy. But he's got to get to 25, 30. I'm, not, people I'm in the still chat. not putting that label on him, okay? Because, again, he had something coming out of college, and that's not what's plagued him. He's had a hip thing, and all that did was had him miss a couple of games this year, which is normal for people, okay, to miss some. This toe thing is out of nowhere. I'm not branding him injury-prone yet, okay? I don't think uh, it's fair you know, yet. But if, if it it's continues on, his on another – It's on his credit report, John, yeah? Yeah. If it goes another year, <laughs> if it goes another there. year, now, now in terms of being able to, he does play, not have an eight twenty score. In terms of being able to, <laughs> until he until he clears this, it's gonna be there, you know. <laughs> now, John, in terms of being able to play through an injury, a plus. I, I mean, how can you look any better with an injury? <laughs> and what and do you we're talking like about tonight. a guy who relies so heavily on being an impact player because of that leaping ability, which means that – and, again, the Bruce Brown block is the one that jumps out to me. How the hell can you make that play with turf toe? Where you're just boom, yes. boom. Yes. That's – that is well, – I mean, he – That's a positive thing about – in this series, just the way the series is constructed, multiple days off between all these games. Yeah. For two days off, or three in this case, I guess it was, to be able to – rejuvenate him to this level missing a couple of those practices and just sitting down on it uh, we know this is an injury where there's not going to be a long-term risk to fighting through it he, he's going to be here for this series it looks like and yeah. that's going to help boston quite a bit yeah there's a there's a chat there's a question in the chat here i find interesting uh what's william's ceiling um compared to other bigs the celtics had in the past he's a hard person to rate 
Um, Everything because, is relative to health. With because, it's health, but he's also so different than anybody yeah, they've so ever had. Too. He's, sort of, he's sort of one of one, you know? Like, right. who's his comp? I, there is no, there's no the, comp. Not not among Celtics. I think the only guy in the league that, that yeah, he, yeah. I think, comps is, is JaVale McGee as far as having that ridiculously no, athletic. So well, he is better, but I'm saying well, as yeah, far as the things that Rob does that he's consistent you. with, yeah. they're similar to JaVale. Incredible right. leaper, a, a legit center who has that that pink that that pogo pong leaping yeah. ability where he's yeah. just bounce bounce bounce. But then you throw in the yeah. passing, and it's like there's nothing like that. That's what I mean. It's like you've got like you want to yeah. go, you want to do Celtics comparisons, shot blocking ability. Bill Russell, okay, yeah. there I said it. Passing Bob ability, Ryan said it. Passing that, ability, that Bill Walton. Okay, yeah. if you want to do comps, like he can do both of those things. Sure, he doesn't have a refined offensive game yet with a face-up ability and be able to shoot a jumper or really any post move. So he's all just oh. he's all in the flow and he's all. But I mean, his basketball instincts are pretty off the charts. You know, like you think again. We've talked about potential before. It is possible that he comes back in a year and all of a sudden he's knocking down 12 14 footers and you're like he becomes uh -oh, an all-star problem you know like he's an all-star or just a little yeah. bit of a catch it with confidence baby hook you know something like that even just a drop step really simple stuff he doesn't have to be kevin McHale. he just has to be able to catch it and with touch because he's got touch he Wait, hits, we're starting to see he hits footers in the lane yeah. with like eight ten footers yeah. and you're like he catches and putbacks very soft you know like he's he Quick could too. do a lot of things he's, you know? he's put he's adding things to his game quickly john we're seeing we're right. seeing flashes left and right. He's what learning. Him, you know, coming back to staying healthy, being on the floor long enough to do those things. That's that's that until he shows us otherwise, that is going to be what's going to keep him from being frankly coming anywhere close to be to that seal. He the Celtics, he's definitely homeschooled. Yeah, definitely. This is this is a big <laughs> that's a classic. That's why, that's why he was late. That's why he was late. You know, he's not used to it. He's not used to yes, that's true. Jimmy, now I think about it. He doesn't go to homeschool, Jimmy. You know that's why he had he had trouble waking he up. He did not go to homeschool. No, this is a big topic on this on this show. The it's, minutes it's with be, him. Yeah, because it's gonna be interesting to see what Brad does moving forward. I felt like he was mm. itching to get Rob back in there in that third quarter when, when the Nets got out to that huge run, and he yeah. could because he's thinking, man, I'm gonna need him later. And he actually, I don't. It wasn't by design. It was like an extra two minutes because. Uh, first, he was going to get Tristan Thompson, but he was at the free throw line. And then they just couldn't get a dead ball. He's standing there at the scores table. And I feel yeah. like Brad's thinking, okay, this is a good thing. You know, they'll get to the fourth quarter. We'll, we'll use them, you know. And then something the just couldn't use or couldn't get that run to really counter the nets. And, and again, I, I think you, you got to look back to, to Tatum. You know, Bobby, like I feel like Brad, even Brad in himself was probably thinking, you know, keep Rob out there as long as I can, and I'll set him up to, to sort of – hit that next stride and it just it never happened he couldn't find it yeah i i thought it, there just wasn't anywhere to go in terms of improving the offense in that second half the only thing i wonder is whether you could have gone centerless and this is my next question for you guys did was tristan thompson more of a help or an impediment in this game i thought he played extremely oh, well yeah. but i just don't think he was a great fit for the game for the series as a whole here like you can use that offensive rebounding for those spot plays where you get a put back and you do this and that but he was a minus 16 in this game he didn't impact the defensive side of the floor the way you would want and on offense 
You're not getting that screen and roll action with him. You're not able to post him Again, up effectively. If you had Jalen, you could play and you oh, could play man. small. You could play small with Parker and give all the center minutes to Rob and really limit Tristan, and you'd be yeah. better off in this series. If you had Tice instead of Rob, you'd be way better off in this series. You yeah. know, I mean, instead of uh, Tristan, the rather, fellow, that's when he would come in. And just I feel like there's other ways because to do Tristan it, doesn't do anything for you here anything for you uh, you know well, because no, the problem is exactly this if he was cleaning up the offensive glass and putting back putting back putting back yeah. he, doesn't, he doesn't do that he cleans up the offensive glass and he gets a shot blocked or he gets it you know like it just or he brings it down to his knees and yeah. gets stripped it's just or he gets stripped. I like, it's not I, I, like when he, I like when he taps it back I like that one most of the time someone uh, there's a he teammate did back good there. things it's just Bobby made he a great, a great point game, he yeah. did good things I don't know that it helped you know, it's weird. It's a weird thing. Me, but I think, to, I think you're right. To, to me, he hurt what they were missing, the offensive, you know, punch there. They needed at least – they need another shooter, maybe a Peyton Pritchard, or they needed another wing like Neesmith, who I thought had a good game. Maybe he could have used more minutes. But the Celtics pretty soon are going to have to find ways to go small and get their bigs off the floor because I don't know if Rob will be here for the full series and Thompson – I like I get what they're doing. They're trying to find that matchup advantage. And you hear the Nets talk about it. They're like, we gotta stop Thompson, we gotta keep him off the glass. It's true, but it's not impacting the game. It's just no. impacting spot moments. Yeah. It only, it, only impacts the game if you, it only impacts the game if you capitalize on it. Like how many times the, the Celtics have those second chance opportunities, but they don't necessarily turn them into second chance. I know, but how many even even the best putback guy in the league, how many extra points are you getting out of it? Like six in a game? Ultimately, it's just not offensive rebounding so overrated. Well, it's um, overrated when you're talking about a team like Brooklyn that, yeah, we may give up two points at that end, but we've got multiple guys that are going to get us three right. at the other end. Yeah. So two or three putbacks, three or two or three bad defensive possessions, all of a sudden that offensive rebounding that Tristan gives you, it's literally not helping. Yeah. But it's a lot of it. There's no gravity, you know, surrounding Thompson. So you're, there's no threat. Forget the lob threat. There's not even a threat to to, to drop it to him if you right. drive because he doesn't convert. You know, like I said, I've said it before. Never pass the ball to Tristan. It it it, it ends up bad. The results are bad almost always. He doesn't. He gets blocked. He's too slow to go up with it. So he's almost he zero. Doesn't have the rob hands. Doesn't have you the know what you're saying? He's he's zero zero threat to or do anything offensively, and he's not a playmaker. So. So right. he he kills you offensively. He kills you, and he can't doesn't get to the free throw line because, like I said, is you could just wait him out. You know, he's like a he's like a pitcher with an eighty mile an hour fastball. You can sit on the junk like you're going to catch up yeah. to that thing. Like you don't have to get off your feet. You just wait, and then you can still contest his shot or block it. You know, like there's no worry when he gets it. He's a he's a, he's a rebounder, and we've That's talked it. about this for years. Rebounding's overrated. You can lose the rebounding battle. I mean, are the Nets going to be one of the best rebounding teams at the end of the year? They're one of the worst, and they're going to yeah. be in the finals possibly. Well, right. Again, it depends who you're playing against, Bobby. When you're playing against the Nets, I mean, yeah, it's not. It doesn't make a huge difference because they have so much uh, offensive scoring power. It's like it's like those uh, those matches between Cleveland and and Golden State in the NBA Finals. Where you can't really look into the the rebound matchup and say, oh man, this you know this could be the difference maker when you're you're playing against you know the the arguably the greatest scoring lineup of all time like I, yeah so to your point but yeah you're right i, I like I, I like this night though like I, I like this performance i like what he brought to the table but yeah the grand scheme of things when the guys like kemba and tatum because they're so important for this in the series that 
you know, if they're not doing it, then it's, it, things like this are magnified. You know? And I disagree that rebounding is overrated because if you have a guy, you have you have guys out you can't, there. You can't be bad at rebounding, but you. What I'm being, saying is being great at it doesn't add having that much an offensive rebounding presence. Presence if he's if he's Tristan's smart enough to grab it and quickly kick it out to a shooter, you know. And you know how many times? I mean, how many times have the Celtics been buried by that? Where they make it twenty, they play, you know, they play twenty three seconds of good defense. There's a miss, and somebody cleans up the board, and you're like, oh, got to play defense for another whatever, you know. Or it ends up in the in the hands of somebody else, and they hit a three. Like those second chance opportunities are a big deal. I just don't. Thompson's not putting them back himself but that can absolutely you know giving your offense a second chance i think it is valuable yeah. it just didn't, I've, it didn't I've turn into anything bit, which, which by the way i hate i know this is like a couple of years ago but i hate the fact that the nba uh switched the rule up where uh, the, the shot clock doesn't go back doesn't reset the 24 like that's the reward for a team getting that offensive rebound like i, I always thought that was Fair the thing to do because every offense needs at least seven seconds or so whatever it takes to gather their offense and all of a sudden you only have like four seconds left so I mean, that's a great point. point. That's a great point, Josue. Yeah, to this point, that even makes it less valuable, you know, when you start stacking up offensive rebounds. Yeah, I mean, come on. The Especially Celtics Thompson, man. Thompson does this thing. I mean, does he, like, does this thing when, like, I don't know, like, back in the day, kids would do it. Where, like, they get the ball, they see everyone come to them, and they, like, kneel over with the ball. And it's just like, yeah, yeah part of the problem – you can't Part pass of the problem is like the way that. Thompson approaches Thompson. it. Because we, we know Rob's yeah. offensive rebounding is hugely impactful just because of how he approaches the situation and his eye for passing and all that stuff. It's just this team is among the elite of the elite when it comes to offensive rebounding this year. And what what has it gotten them, you know? Yeah. Well, who knows? Let, let's let's uh, let, play again. <laughs> let's um I just want to tease right. this again. We got a lot of people in here right now. I fully expect every classic. single I fully expect every single one of you to jump into locker room. Okay, let's blow the roof off it tonight. You yeah, got, got Perk. Texting me saying they're going. You got Perk, you got a I lot got some to friends say. hopping in, hopefully. So yeah. Do it. Jump in. Don't be don't be don't be stupid. Don't go to don't go to another room. Hang here with us. Perk's going to jump on locker room. You're going to jump on with, uh, you're gonna, you know, Sherrod and I will head over uh, and we're going to run it for as long as Perk wants to hang with us. So uh, download and it if you that's, haven't that's already. All night. <laughs> I feel like he's going to be here for a while. Yeah. Last time we were like, you know, like, oh God. <laughs> I was like, Perk, you want to keep talking? Perk is mad, guys. Let's party, you know? Perk's mad at Brad. That's going to be interesting to get into if he ends up uh, talking about his problem with the comments coming into the series. I'll ask you guys: Did you did you have a problem with that? It didn't even it didn't strike me. What too was Perk saying about crazy. Brad? So Brad in his, yeah, Brad in his presser Friday's practice, I believe. Yeah, yesterday's practice basically did the thing where he paid a lot of credit to the Nets, what they can do. But he took it a step. Brad took it to He took it a step further and said, we're, "They're expected to win this." And he basically conceded the fact that the Celtics are heavy underdogs in this. And well, if, you watch, if you watch the game, you know who's going to yeah. win this. Pretty much. But you know what? 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 Brad did is like one of the oldest Jedi mind tricks that coaches on with underdog teams do. I mean, Larry Brown used to do that all the time. I mean, he would talk about how, oh, you know, we're not going to beat Cleveland. I mean, I got Ben and Rasheed Wallace, but we're not very good. Those guys are great. They're world beaters. And they go out there and beat their asses by like 30 points. And (laughs) that's just, I mean, to me, that I took Brad's comments for him finally waking up to the fact that I got to try some different shit. 
yeah. to try to get into these guys' head. Yeah. Because I know I am I'm absolutely 100% certain that some of his players took offense to what Brad to Brad said. Basically, he said, you guys aren't going to win a damn game in this series. And right. I, I get why fans feel that way. Because well, again, Brad's, Brad's been hyping up the Nets all year. The first game, the Christmas Day game, he was ranting and raving about their talent and how it was one of the deepest, best rosters he's ever seen. And Perk basically said, if you love the Nets this much, go, go coach them. Why don't you marry them? Yeah. <laughs> Which I feel a similar way about the Nets. I look at that Nets roster, and I am blown away at the number of ways that they can play. The it's depth, amazing too. the veteran Look. presence, yeah, the shooting, the defense even. I think they have some potential defensively in certain Bruce models. Brown is pretty good. I yeah. Think. They didn't get um, things out of Brown tonight. They didn't get them out of, out of Harris. And you didn't see guys, Jordan. Jordan's a guy I think could, that could bother Boston. These are guys who could hurt you. Jordan, for his athleticism alone, could could render Tristan useless if he wanted to there because he, he you know, but again, they didn't they didn't feel the need, so he was a DNP. You're right. I mean, some of their role players who have mur murdered the Celtics throughout the year or have made their presence felt didn't didn't show at all. Can you imagine Brooklyn playing an all around worse game than this? I can't. No, I mean they they only got three guys that showed up and played significantly well, and that's their big yeah. three. The rest of their guys were just average to below average in almost every metric and almost yeah. every type of category that you want to rank. And that's bad if you're Boston. Because, right. again, like we said from the jump, this was a winnable, stealable game for Boston. So many things were aligning themselves to where they could have come out of this with a victory that I, they I, just didn't take advantage of. I do think this game, for the people who think Brooklyn could win it all, does raise some concerns about them. Yes. Though, because now that you combine those three forces on the court, you saw it become – my turn, your turn, City, for the whole game. Black hole mm -hmm. approach from all three of them. Even Harden, who to start this year was such a great facilitator for them, really didn't blow me away with that. And what told me this is the problem the most is the fact that they couldn't get Joe Harris shots. It took until right. the third quarter yeah. to get him at three. Yeah. And, you know, he's the best three-point shooter in basketball. That's a guy you should be looking for, feeding time and time again. But it was just how easy were they to guard? Jabari Parker was having a great time out there on the defensive end because all he had to Which do was stand you? there with his hand up. And I've never thought we'd ever – Bobby, I never thought I'd hear someone say that and would just have to just kind of – I've been right. a big Brooklyn guy all year, and I, I said this about a week ago. I got Philly in the East. I don't think Brooklyn has it this year. I, I, this is I just will, one game. I'm not ready to. I'm not ready to put the. I just think I don't think they've had the time to mesh. I don't think they have the defense set right now. I will. See, here's really the, such an easy the, path. The, the thing about the Brooklyn team, though, is that, and we talked about this a few minutes ago. They have so many different ways that they can come at you. They've got bigs. They've got wings. They've got three. Basically, they've got the three best players on the floor, damn near every time they play. Most teams are lucky to have one. Maybe two if you're really good. They've got the three best players it's every single connect, night. Though. It has These to are connect. three guys who any year, right, who are all could be an MVP candidate this year if they played a full season. That's no yeah. – that we talked about the best big three ever. These guys on any other team would be MVP candidates if they uh, right now if they wanted to be, you know, and they're all on one team. What's funny is if they make it to Philly, that's actually the time – well, this is like – training camp for them you know against the celtics yeah. and then and then if the, the next series is when they're hopefully starting to click it wouldn't even hurt them to lose a game or two here because they could play more exhibitions against boston and get themselves right and 
<laughs> almost like when the Lakers had that slow start, right? I know that sounded really bad, right? Damn. I know, but then you're on to Milwaukee or Miami. I, I, John, I, I, I wish I could push them. back on that. Damn, I wish I could push back on that, John. I really do, but I can't. Right, I but can. I mean, because I mean, it, it, it makes sense. It yeah, absolutely makes they sense. Can, they can screw around here, and they know they're probably still going to win. Um, and yeah, I know that was mean. I'm sorry, guys. I'm getting I'm getting beat up a little bit on that. <laughs> Why you do that, John? So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Why you do that, man? Uh, that was mean. Yeah. That was mean. I knew yeah, it was mean as I was saying one. it. At the game one, jeez, John. Your seed and your home court don't mean a ton as we've seen in the past. I'm going to co-sign on this comment. Oh, but way. it's going to in this series, Bobby. If you don't think, yeah. wait to game three. I just I just mean game. the overall in terms of like how the conference lines up each year because we've seen one seeds like Atlanta and Boston fizzle out in the past, others over the years. Your path matters a ton, though. That, yeah. that gets teams like Boston to the East Finals. That gets teams – that are in tight races in these conference to the finals, if they can line up a good path in front of themselves. Philly's going to be playing Washington, who I think they're going to blow through. Atlanta, New York, who they're on a higher level then. And they're just going to get to that Eastern Conference final so much more easily and smoothly than Brooklyn does. And I think that's going to matter here. And I think at that point, Philly's just more connective, cohesive, and has had the reps throughout the year to be a great defensive team and know what they need to do on offense, too. And just imagine Griffin trying to guard Embiid, Claxton, who's so skinny. <laughs> and you're not going to play. You talk about this being That's an exhibition, what I John. him guarding Embiid. That's they're gonna my have to play. They're, they're going to have to play Jordan at that point. And if you're not playing Jordan now oh, and figuring out how that's going to work – that's a problem. Yeah. I, I, I love the Nets. With Jordan Claxton. I think Jordan and Claxton are going to flip flop. We're going to see. We're not going to see both of those. I think in the same series or in the same game that much, uh, which makes sense. But I, I could definitely yeah. see Jordan playing more as they get deeper into the playoffs yeah. with that that experience and all and, that other crap. And I, people are asking really quick, and, and, and turn this to a, a preview of the Eastern Conference Finals. Look at that. Yeah, I don't care. I, I, I don't care. Damn, Bobby, Bobby, yeah, stop. I don't care if the Nets yeah. are going to win or not. We're not – this isn't a Nets show. Like, we're, we're not. We're talking about the Celtics here. I don't but care mark if the my Nets words, are going to win the Celtics or not. If the Celtics win game two, Bobby, complete 180. Complete yeah. 180. Yeah, nice. we're not doing that. You want another one? I want to tell people real quick because they're asking we got a couple in the chat. Um, the uh, what what's the name of the room going to be called? We're going to open it up uh, and we'll put the link in this chat. So just hang here and we'll pin it, and that's how you'll see it there. Uh, or you could jump into locker room and you just look for Celtics, and we'll be the top thing because uh, you know that's what's going to happen. We're going to get a lot of people in that room. You will find us, uh, but it's uh, Celtics locker room with Kendrick Perkins. Um, we will have it right after the game, right after this post-game show, I should say. And as I said, we'll put the link in the chat, give you guys a time, give you guys some time to go populate the room, and then we'll hop over there when Perk's ready. Um, but yeah, no, I, I do want to You want a Celtics take, John? This is going to be an intensely competitive series every really? game. See, yep. I, I, I disagree. <laughs> I think it's getting worse. This yeah, I, I think Bro I think Brooklyn is, is this was the wake up call for Brooklyn. I think they're going to come out and play way better in Game Two. Um, I would hope that the Celtics would, would compete, but I, I think this series is going to wind up being one where the Celtics will will play hard and do all that stuff that we've been begging for them to do. That's all what season. I mean by competitive. And they're still going to get their asses kicked. They're still going to get their asses that's, kicked. That's yeah. what I mean by competitive. I don't mean this is going seven. I mean this could be four, and all four games are going to be entertaining, close. As we saw today. I don't think they're going to be close going forward. I smell blood at some point. It's going to get ugly. But, um, I, I think it's only going to get ugly. I mean, this was, this was a game they should have stole. This, I, I can't 
be more. Brooklyn two barely, barely two played this game. Yeah. You know, you got about 30% I of think the game two's your blowout, actually. Now I think about it. Game two's your blowout. I mean, Brooklyn, basically, Brooklyn basically won with like three and a half players. Pretty much. We know, we know how. They're big three, and the rest of the team was like half a player. Yeah. That's what they wanted. It's like, it's like when the, uh, your, your Y ball, the, the Y ball team, no, almost no one showed up, but the three best players did. So, oh, we good. We're good. No worry about it. We Let me it. ask you this, okay? Let's let's dig into the – okay, you go back. It's easy to say should have stole one, should have played better. Yes, absolutely. But if you're Brad and you're putting on your adjustment hat right now, what what are you doing? Like, you saw what happened here, and you think, if I just do blank, we can we can, we can change the outcome here. What would that be? You're not going to like this. But I'm gonna say it. Play little cornet. No, you got to get Grant in there. I thought he was gonna say that. <laughs> you have to get Grant in there because <laughs> with what we say about Thompson. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. With what we say about he threw the headsets. He's out. He threw the headsets. He's out. This is the perfect series for Grant. I'm actually gonna go. I'm gonna dive deep into this because when you're playing Blake Griffin, That's when you're right, playing solo in that lineups. <laughs> when you're playing smaller nets lineups i would love him playing center because he can post up he can play inside as he wants to he's not going to be physically dominated out there this game to me was calling for grant because he can shoot because he can play the perimeter he can pass he can pass if he gets into his positions i'm ready for him to have a is he still doing it is he still doing it he's still doing it <laughs> Bobby, this is good. If, this is good again. because when it happens, I can pull this back out, and you guys will go. I didn't really mean it. We were just doing a bit. So, or, or if they play Grant and they get their asses whipped by forty, we'll pull this back for that anyway. I, I mean, just look at the last the last week and a half taught us, though, Bobby. You know, like I just always I'm in. I've always been the one to say like if he's not hitting those threes, like it, it just doesn't do any, It doesn't do but much the of thing, the summer. The thing is, when you when you're playing a Nets team with say Blake inside, if you want to counter Blake's minutes with Grant. Grant can post up Blake. This I swear I'm not gonna I swear I won't be mean. I swear this will be sensible, okay? You gotta choose gonna... one, John. You can't no, say no, no, we're no, not stop, talking stop, about stop. the bigger East Finals picture and not dive in the possible. No, 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 no. I, I stop. I swear I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna yell and scream and rant. I'm not just gonna say Grant sucks and stop. It's one thing to say, hey, maybe Grant could have played instead of Jabari, and that could be something. But when we're talking about the adjustment, the adjustment is not Brad Stevens saying, ah, Grant. That Grant was didn't play today. Like, what else, what else are you doing? Give me something more. You know, like, that's not the only – he's not – Brad's not going to go home and be like, Grant. That's I it. I guarantee they're going like, to. You're going to see Grant next That's game. not going to be the thing that he thinks – is going to tip the series. It might be something that he does differently as he's kind Nothing's of messing around. Nothing's going to tip the series. Not That's the series. Like the sweep. When you, when you looked at this game, what do you see them that they need to do differently? They need but, to be able to play smaller, and that that's Grant allows you to do that. He's versatile. He's more mobile. He can shoot, and he passes from the low post position. Grant, it would make sense if it wasn't Grant. You know, like if it was somebody, you know what I mean? If it wasn't Grant. <laughs> like if it was somebody who was smaller and did the type of things you think Grant Williams could do but doesn't do because he's Grant Williams. Like, No, that's it, not it, true. It is. It would make sense if Grant Williams was a different guy. Like a Brandon Bass from back in the day. <laughs> right. Or something. This isn't, 
This isn't yeah. about what Grant is because we saw Grant in college. If he was Brandon Grant- Bass, that'd be a different story. Like, yo, sign me up, Brandon Bass. What? Like, that would be. Like, me. We saw mid range shot. Yeah, sign me up. We not only saw we not only saw Grant in college, where he's one of the best players in the country. Period. We saw him last year in certain matchups be an impactful player who actually had some legitimately great games just because of the skill sets he can bring to the table. <laughs> the problem for Grant is that he's a tweener at this level. We know he can't play the wing. And uh, there's very few matchups where he can play center. This is one of those matchups. And this is another reason I was actually kind of excited to see this because I think the Celtics can play smaller here, take Thompson off the floor, and they're not going to do it, which is frustrating to me because they think that Thompson's a legitimate matchup advantage with his offensive rebounding. Yeah. Here's and a thought. I'm glad Here's this thought. happened. I'm glad this happened. I didn't think I would have any fun tonight, so I'm glad. I'm glad we're. I'm glad this happened too because I guarantee he's going to get out there at some point and make a huge impact. He will get out there. If, if you're Brad, I think the one adjustment that you're, you're giving serious thought to, and I think it's, it's it's kind of a no-brainer in my opinion. Start Time Lord. Start the freaking. Start Why would him. you start your best player? That's that's asinine, Sherrod. Because I think you're he right. has an What am I thinking? The guy that came one rebound well, and and one block away from a triple double in I, twenty freaking minutes. Why you would may, you want that guy yeah. out there at the beginning of the game? You may have to, but what stinks is yes. If he if he didn't have the he has a minutes, he has a minutes limit. You know what I was thinking though. You know what you know what I thought about. And I don't know if it's even gonna help, but like remember the KG program, Sherrod, John. Remember like towards the later years. Five minutes, five and five. Yeah, the five, like five, that. five. Yeah, you start with five because they need that energy to start off. They always need energy to start off because they're not going to have it on their own, you know. And well, I mean, they did, this they game, did tonight, but you can't, you can't count on that for games. Yeah. It's hard to argue. This was a fluke. Yeah, it's hard to argue with how Rob was used tonight. Every single second he, he was made out it, there, he made it further in I the think, game. Was I game changing, a, and he played twenty three minutes, and he played at the end of the game. I, I think you yeah. got it. I think you squeezed as much as you could out of Rob if you start him. But I would say start him to get that spark. But they actually started well, so it's yeah. really hard to argue it there. Uh, I think they really like Thompson just completely bodying Blake, and you can't argue with that. Either. Blake was a non factor. Blake won't start game. next game. <laughs> Who's he starting? Won't. He will not. Who do you think's gonna start? I think I you, you throw Claxton, throw DeAndre. You can throw anyone yeah. out there. Bl- Blake I is Claxton's a walking turnstile. I don't think Blake. I would be surprised if I. I'd be. I'd be equally, you know, surprised or not, not surprised with him starting and being a DNPCD next game. I swear. I, I think they could easily just be like, we're not gonna play Blake now. Like well, this is the problem. It, Go ahead, Sherrod. I know what you're going to say. No, I was going to say the, the problem with, with Blake being out there is that if you run even a weak-ass pick-and-roll game and he stays with a guy or def- or switches, he's going to be at a mismatch. He can't guard a single player in this series. I will, I will put him in pick-and-rolls every single possession because yeah. I know whatever comes out, whether he stays with the ball handle or he switches, he can't guard them at yeah. all. That this includes if, if your boy Grant Williams played. He can't guard Grant either. Is Nash going to be able to do that, that, John? I don't think Nash will do it. <laughs> That's the thing. I, this is what we talked about with Trump. You hear that, Bobby? Grant, Grant, Grant can do good things if, if given the right opportunity. I've, I've made my statement happen. on Grant. We'll see if it comes to fruition or not. With Blake, I, I, the, the reason he's out there is because he's there to be out there. He I do not hate it, Bobby. I said that before they left. It's, you know, that John's reaction was it's worth it. So I don't, I, I, I don't, Bobby, I don't hate it. 
I just don't think that's the magical thing that's going to. Well, what is it. it? That's why. What's I was your asking answer? You. What's your answer, John? I'll I was asking. I was asking <laughs> you guys. I was yeah, asking. I, I gave you my answer, and you didn't like it. So you what's your answer? You actually think it's Grant? Yes, I've been saying this since last week. I love that they got the Nets because you can go small. I, Grant can play center, and they can be more versatile. I no, don't think what? it's. I don't think I this is a good matchup because mine is get those guys. Role. Get those guys in the pick and roll and exploit, or 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 get them to switch and exploit the uh, exploit the proper matchups. Just you know, go. Grant can just, play a little pick and roll. He's just not going to play finish, more make short roll passes. But yeah, I would I would just get away from that. Like I said, it's too many too many times where you were just they just settled for shots rather than finding the matchup so, and ta and taking the action. This this is a Brooklyn team you should be able to have your way with. You know having, what they should have done in the this bad half? an offensive performance is shocking. It's shocking that they did. So, so you know what, what they should have done in the them? second half is gone the Pritchard because they need the offense. They I would have too. I don't know handle. what I don't know what happened there. What's, I what's said, Brad's thing with Pritchard now? And this has been the whole fourth quarter of the season. He's gone away from Pritchard. Remember when we I asked you guys cuz this was a serious question in my mind, would Pritchard be part of the playoff rotation? And we saw emphatically on Tuesday the answer is no. When we asked that question at the end of the regular season, we were all yes, yes, yes because it seems like a no-brainer. This guy's one of the best shooters in the league and they needed shooting, they needed offense in that second half. He's got to get his feet I, I can't figure it out. He's got to get his feet I don't away. care about the Pritchard thing. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I mean, you know he has the confidence. I just think maybe Brad is just sort of easing his easing him into it. I just think it's a tough, a tough stage to be on. But you know, obviously Pritchard hasn't shown any signs of of doubt for those big stages. You know, I always talk about what he did is uh, Steph Curry and the and the Warriors taking some wild shots in the middle of one of, you know, Curry's he best. Had him, quarter, though. He well, had honestly, him. what is, what is Pritchard? Pritchard is Kemba. I mean, he's not as good as Kemba, but he's Kemba. Like, he's a guy who's – he's a shoot-first point guard. He can That's handle the ball. That's a great point, too. He gets to where he wants to go. So when yeah, Kemba's not being Kemba well, – but, yeah, yeah. When, when Kemba's not being Kemba, let Pritchard try to be Kemba. Yes. Like, it doesn't make sense there. Like, you should absolutely – okay, Kemba's cold. Bring in Pritchard and let him friggin' run the offense and jack some shots. They play the same friggin' game offensively, a very similar. Yeah. So I, I don't understand why well, – Not only that, Pritchard's much better off the ball. He's one of the best catching And he's a great catch and shoot shooter. So you put you can yeah, run that. I, off the say, ball. I would like to see them try to set him up more for open threes because they don't leave him open. You know, they're gonna leave that's, him the, that's the issue that we talked about earlier. They they don't have someone who can set the table for guys. Uh if Marcus, if yeah. he's not doing it, because as you pointed out, Pritchard is a great catch and shoot, but you Rob will find get you Rob to will find him. Rob will find him. That's why he start him and Rob have a great connection. Him and that's Rob have a thing. good rapport. Rob will find him. They do. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. I get why they're not going to him because we've seen him struggle immensely against the Nets. We've seen him struggle when he goes against starting units, and he's small. So they can't have multiple wings and defensive versatility out there if they're running those guys. I just look at the second half where they had four points in the third quarter. Yeah. They need a yeah. spark. And you're so right, John. Kemba couldn't be out there tonight. So you need someone to replicate where Kemba can and do. And that's what he can right. do. And that's where you pick it up. He goes, he knocks down a couple of threes where everybody else is cold. It changes things. Very strange to not to choose to not and use And you don't have time. another answer. It's not Semi. It's not Romeo. It's not Edwards. And Not, not for that. Absolutely yes. not. No. Mm -hmm. no. I was uh, waiting for Bobby to go two chairs down and see Tacos sitting there. You're going to go Taco? <laughs> I, yeah, I was waiting for Bobby. Yeah, the bench is just... 
Taco is not the answer to this didn't series. Even dress. I, what yeah. I like about the series is you can try a variety of things as the Celtics just because the Nets are going to play so small and not care about the interior and size and, frankly, defense. That's what's frustrating me about this one is that you look at the Nets and say – where the Celtics can hit them is on the offensive side of the floor because they're not going to guard. And to see them go through those droughts that they did in that third quarter especially was frustrating because this should be the easiest team to score on imaginable. I wanted this team over Philly because I knew what Philly was going to look like. Tatum suffocating against Simmons and getting no looks in the paint and uh, just the amount of defensive power that Philly has just suffocating the Celtics into a sweep here at least you can play with some freedom you can try a lot of different guys you can get open looks and to see this game be a 37 percent game from the field uh, not not great yeah yeah not great what's your adjustment what what are your adjustments Josue Sherrod where where would you go I, I mean I told you I'm I'm putting Time Lord in that starting group all right. I want because to me that's the only way that you can feel confident that you're going to get off to a relatively good start. Tonight they had a great game out the gates. I get it, but they have not done enough this year for anyone, including themselves, to feel as though that's something that can be a commonplace, a norm. Uh, but when you've got Time Lord out there, he's that he's that dude. He makes sure everyone is eating. He is your he's your point guard. He's your yeah. point guard at, at the center position. He makes sure everyone is connected defensively. Uh, and as a help side defender, I thought he was amazing today. Because you think about most of his blocks were help side blocks. He's yeah. just a great tone setter. We yeah. Like, KG wasn't even doing this. Yeah, it's but, K, but KG played with a completely different yeah. mentally. The guys he played man. with were built different. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, just saying, I'm, yeah. I, I'm just saying, this is, like Josue said to open the show, this is a performance, even if this ends up being a sweep and a forgettable series, everyone's oh, going to yeah. remember that time Rob we almost got a triple-double with Glocks. Oh, man, yeah. I wish he had it. That no, was I unbelievable. I, I actually but, think if they go back and look at the tape um, that – um, he should have been credited, I believe, with two on Claxton on the one he hurt his toe, yeah. but he only got credited for one in that sequence. I, I think I don't know whether they would review that for a stat. I actually think he had. <laughs> I think he blocked both of those shots. Pressure um, challenged it. Let's give him the triple double. That that was the, the uh, he he had six and he came away from that exchange with seven. So they only gave him one block on that one. I swear he got a piece of both of those. I, but they didn't show. I didn't see a replay, yeah. so I'm not entirely sure. I wouldn't I be stunned. The if they didn't say it. Yeah, they didn't say like again. I thought I, it, I thought he got both of those. Uh, I want to let everybody know we have. We have opened locker room. We're not heading there just yet, but uh, we will be shortly. Perk's going to head over there. Uh, we're going to do the same. Um, so I believe, Sherrod, someone has sent you the link as well on your email, yep. so you will have it. We will be heading over shortly. So jump in uh, with us and with Perk. And, uh, you know, like I said, we'll give you the go-ahead when we're there. But you guys can jump in there now and kind of hang out, uh, sit in the lobby, sit in the waiting room, and we'll be there uh, momentarily. Uh, line up your speaker requests, and we will obviously get to you. For those new to this, download it on your app store. Um, it's available on Android now or on iPhone, uh, iOS. Go in, locker room. It's free. It's basically 
We're going to continue talking about this game, this series, the Nets title chances, Grant Williams, whatever it is, we'll talk about it. Um, but uh, we want to hear for you guys get to join the chat and talk with us. So uh, jump in there if you want to have your voice heard. Uh, if you want to talk to Kendrick Perkins, this is a rare opportunity to get to do so. Uh, so Good jump word. in there. It's Perk, man. It's Perk. He's awesome. And he's going to want to, he's going to have a lot on his mind. He's going to have a lot to say. So jump in there. Be, he's going to be even more mad than you guys are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably. I'm not even mad. I, you know, uh, yeah, you know not, a, not until you said Grant Williams. I was fine. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to see what the chat was saying when I said that. I, oh, my God. I up right you know now. what? Walk off. <laughs> It was pretty good. The chat was, yeah. uh, it was just everybody saying, no, 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 Bobby, Bobby, get Bobby off the show. Um, <laughs> Grant doesn't, Grant's in the NBA. He was a first round pick for a reason. And I don't think he's been a great fit Grant, at this Grant's level. in the NBA. But Grant you can't, a Dodge Stratus. You can't say that Grant sucks. Yeah. He, there's yeah, a, I, there's a matchup. There's a fit here somewhere where he can be an effective player on this team. And I think this is the kind of position where you're maybe not sucks, but no, he's had a bad year. I I just don't think he necessarily as a player sucks. I don't think that's the truth. If you go back and watch his college tape, (laughs) what he did at Tennessee, even what he did last year, I think. No, I know. We know this. We've been saying this all year long. Like what, what happened? Why didn't he look like he took a step back? You know, I think it's the role he's playing on this team. He was playing better last year. Yeah, but you make it sound like there's not an opportunity there at the four. Like there's, there's all kinds of opportunities. Like, no, you know, I don't think he's a good four. I think that's the problem. But again, you do look at the minutes. Last year was similar. I'm, I'm interested still, to see the playoff minutes because I that's mean, when he really still, started moving to the five. I'm still surprised we didn't see him at all. Like I'm not saying that's like the magic sauce here, but you know, <laughs> just for to, to sort of help to, you know what. I'm surprised, but I'm also not surprised because they sort of handled it on their own. But again, they just didn't have the extra offense to to you know go ahead, or at least to get rid of that last deficit towards you know down the stretch. And I just don't think Grant so do that. How do, you, how do you guys think of Brad's game? Because those are the things you do need to lean on Brad for. We're struggling on offense here in the third. We're starving for buckets. We have four points midway through this frame. What can we do to adjust mid game? I thought the rotations overall hey guys, were rock solid quick, and kept them close. Link- Link is here, by the way, for those. Just uh, we just posted it again. It's in the chat. It's pinned. It's everywhere. Um, for 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 locker room, we will we are heading over momentarily. Sorry, Bobby, go ahead. I am concerned in this series, just based on the year Brad's had, that we won't see the major adjustments we've seen in the past. I, I think he likes what he he's playing it safe to some degree. Now we're not seeing semi out there, which is a step in the right direction. But the rotations he set tonight kept it close and kept it competitive when maybe one more adjustment in the third quarter there something would have pushed them over the top who knows maybe it would have gone worse uh but you do have to take some risks in this series and i think he coached a better game than i expected him to uh but you you need to be a significant massive head and shoulder coach above nash here to you know win your advantage as the head coach but but nash Nash is, is smart enough to know that i don't really have to do a whole lot other than just to make sure i don't do too much I mean, it, Nash, he's, he's been around these guys long enough to know that they kind of know how to win games on their own. Uh, I don't really have to do a whole lot other than just manage the personnel, make sure that Bruce Brown isn't get this idea that he's, he's a 25-point-per-game score, make sure that Blake Griffin 
is in the starting lineup, even though I know my eyes are telling me that he probably shouldn't even be playing. But we're going to figure out a way to work around that. Nash does a good job of managing the game, but Brad has to coach. Uh, Brad has to come up with ways to yep. keep his team competitive because they don't have the talent on the other side. Yeah, they just don't. Sometimes I think, it, sometimes I think it's the the X's and O standpoint for Brad. You know, obviously we always talk about the the, the classic ATO guy and how he sort of returned to that a little bit in, in some of these games the last couple of weeks, whether it was the end of the game kind of play or some sort of play that they did out of a timeout. And I would love to see him just set up the set up these rookies. You know, try to get them some more looks a little bit, but especially especially Pritchard, maybe not just set him up for for three point shots and looks. But let him get aggressive a little bit, you know, and and obviously that facilitating, you know, for Marcus Smart can, can go hand in hand with that. But at the same time, when when the when the offense runs dry and you need some guys to to, to score, like I'm, I'm just I still feel like there's going to be a game in, in the series where Pritchard's going to drop like 12, 14. I don't know something they like need that. Them. You're going to be Bobby, like, are you doing that thing where you got to leave and come back? Yeah, do it, do it now. Oh no, wait, me or Bobby? Bobby. Oh, all right. I thought, you, I thought you made you couldn't hear me nothing. He needs to he needs to be a different guy. Um <laughs> he needs to change. It's a quick change. Yeah, like it's gonna be one of those games where you where you're gonna say, man, if this if if Pritchett could have could have given the Celtics that every night this series, yeah. you know, maybe they get a, a, a better shot at it, you know. Maybe so as soon as Bobby comes back, we're gonna jump. Perk isn't there yet, but the room's starting to fill up. We got about 50 plus people in there. So Sharad and I'll go hang until Perk gets there. Uh, and then Joe Sway and Bobby will uh will head over um in a in a minute. Uh, or two, they'll wrap up this show. So if you guys want to hang here for a little bit for some Grant Williams talk with Bobby, uh, do so. Um, <laughs> oh gosh, Grant Williams! What the hell is the world coming to? Bless him. Yeah, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, James Harden, and we're over here talking about freaking Grant Dan Williams. Don't tell Bobby <laughs> this. Don't don't tell. <laughs> Don't tell Bobby this, but I swear I was gonna say I was gonna say I would have played Grant over Tristan tonight until he said it. Um but but I might have. That was that John, real talk since he's not here. Oh, never mind. Um (laughs) you can say it in the locker room. He's gonna say it. Yeah, yeah. we'll say it in locker room. Anyway, um Sherrod, let's you and I head over. We'll let these guys close it up again. Uh, we've gone about an hour here, so I think that's good. We're going to jump in a locker room. We're going to start talking to you guys. Again, ton of people in there already. Perk is on his way. Um, so Sherrod uh, and I will head over. Uh, those of you who want to jump over, join us, or just hang in this postgame show. And when these guys are done, come on over. Uh, we're going to keep it going for a while, so we want to hear from you guys. In addition to you guys coming over, share it with your friends. Send the link out, okay? We want to get as many people in there as possible. We enjoy doing it. We want to grow the audience um it's it's a fun time uh you know good group in there so uh you got you know, come on let's be honest we're, we're, trying, to flex. We we're trying to flex a little bit guys we want to flex we got perk in the in nobody the wants to hear you'll, me you'll get to <laughs> ask perk a question tonight which yeah. you get to ask perk a question we talk plenty yeah you, you you get to you get to hear from perk so let's jump over there guys uh you guys can close it off here all right let's do all it right. later see you guys soon bobby what you got here What's going on? Well, we got about 10 minutes here. We'll close it out. And I just want to emphasize how thrilled I was with the effort tonight. Again, I don't think this – I don't want to, like, start waving the towel and saying it's going to be a series and going too far with this. But with how dead we've seen the Celtics at, at times this year, with how low they've gotten on themselves, 
I, I just love that they were locked in, that they built an early lead, that they led throughout the whole second half or the whole first quarter or first half. First half, pretty much. Yes. Yeah. And then even though they let go of the rope a little bit at the end, it wasn't a disaster. It's not like the Nets just started running rampant on them. They had a nice stretch. The Celtics got in foul trouble. Rob got banged up. The Nets took advantage with a key stretch there and won the game fairly and pretty closely. So this is all we asked for, right? The compete level to be there, and it was. Right, and that's exactly what we asked for. And that's exactly why I'm, I'm not disappointed with the Celtics' effort. I mean, you can go through the what-ifs and all that, and you can drive yourself crazy, but at the end of the day, you know, if, if you're playing against two or, excuse me, three elite superstars like that, like, you look at what Kemba, what you got from Kemba in the second half, what you got from Tatum in the second half, it's just not going to cut it. It's just not the recipe. But, again, you're, you're not going to look at this team and say, man, like, these two are really disappointing tonight because it's just the the when the margin of error is that thin, like, that's what's going to happen in the postseason. Is that going to happen in a game two? Probably not. I think one of those guys has a way better second half, probably Jason Tatum out of the two. But, you know, you, you can't you can't forget what you saw in that first half. You know, like to your point, I mean, regardless of how they did it, they were in front of the Nets for most of that first half. So obviously they, they have the offense to keep up because it wasn't just, you know, them with a two point lead throughout most. And they were, you know, the, the lead was teetering. I mean, they were holding on to that lead. And you can look at the defense and say, man, there's some way you can sort of. Slow. But is there really, Bobby? I mean, like, I don't know if there is. I, this might be as good as it gets. And I know that's not what Celtics fans want to hear, especially when you look at how cold those three guys were in the first half. I mean, you're probably not going to see a first half like that from those three guys shooting-wise. But at least the Celtics, I mean, when it comes to competing, the transition defense, I, I mean, I just thought they looked better energy-wise, and they are able to sustain that throughout the entire first half. They looked better than I thought they would. You know, keeping up with the Nets, just in general, staying in front of them a bit. You, you give up a few open looks, but for the most part, I mean – they were keeping up and, and defensively they were there. It's just how can they carry this over for four quarters? How do you sustain that blowback that's eventually going to happen from those three guys where they either they if they're not hitting shots left and right in that first half, you know, they're going to in the second. They're going to turn it around, you know, one way or another. Yeah, you have to throw some subtle adjustments in there. And what the Nets ultimately did that won this game was going a little more Bruce Brown a little less Blake Griffin and just let KD hang out at center. It's not that consequential of a center matchup anyway. And this is why I don't like Thompson sure. being out there. Nets. I was on all those Nets calls throughout the week, Joe Sway. They, they did a lot of this about Thompson. Cause I feel like they had something to say. And I love when Blake was asked about what stands out about the Celtics. And he was like, they know each other well. And he listed off some stuff after that, but that was the first thing they mentioned. So they're kind of looking for stuff to say. Harden looked down on the list and was like, yeah, we got to watch out for uh, Fournier. Like they, they know where they're at here. Nash isn't worried. The Nets aren't worried. This is kind of their round to get it right here. The Celtics have to throw a bit of a curveball there and take their center off the court. And if that's what the Nets are keying in on, and all of a sudden it shifts to having three Celtics guards out there that can just rain it on from three, that could be a little bit of a, you know, Nick that they throw in there at them. This, they got to make themselves a little more unpredictable. And when you look at the tape of the Celtics this year, they're bigger, they're slower, they plod inside. And that's what the Nets are prepared for. If you throw three guards out there, no one has seen the Celtics play like that this year. And, the third quarter was the prime time to do that. I don't know. What other adjustments do you have in mind? 
I mean, that's a good point. I mean, again, just trying to find open looks for guys that can knock down threes. I mean, they have to find that's a way so to key. Someone's they have to supplement that. I mean, what what was it? Nine three pointers in the first half. I mean, obviously they were on pace to to finish with a lot more. They had zero in the second, right? Exactly. Oh, like, but you the saw Kemba the difference in yeah. Oh, the Kemba ones that it was too little, too late. Yeah, but you know, outside of those, yeah, and then of course, not a single field goal from from Jason Tatum. Like, that's st- I'm I'm stating the obvious. That can't happen again. But if you're Brad Stevens and you see how they are able to drain or how how quickly they were, uh, you know how hot they got in that first half, the, the fast start that they had from the from, from behind the three-point arc. I mean, you have to be encouraged to say, you know what, maybe we can just set these guys up more often. And, and you know, it's like what we were saying when we were previewing the series from the very beginning, right? It was like, man, you're going to need these two, Kemba and Tatum, to, to to go off for like 68 or 65 points. They have to combine for that. And if the Celtics can tally up 19 to 23 pointers, I mean, like those were like the rare wins that the Celtics were able to squeeze out throughout the course of the regular season. Maybe there are games that they were supposed to win, but they were able to pull it off against elite talent with that formula. You know, I can't help but think that if they do win a game in the series, it's going to be something to that effect that, that gets it done. Why, why do you think uh, Jason slowed down the way he did in that second half? I just thought, I don't know. I feel like it's weird because it seemed like he was a little bit out of his game trying to get more fouls, but I thought he was aggressive enough to get to the free throw line. And he was getting the calls, and, and then it just seemed like, he stopped being that aggressive. I, mean, I don't know if a lot of that had to do with, with him trying to keep up on on defense because that happens a lot. I think that's something that we don't sometimes we don't talk about enough. Like when you're trying to counter from a huge run against guys like these who really run the floor, like they take out a lot of they, they take out a lot of you know out of you. And especially if you're you know six, seven minutes into the second half where the Southern needed to to react there. And I I don't know, man. I don't know if that was just more of him trying to get everyone else involved and he knew impo- how important it was. For, for Kemba, especially down the stretch, but um, you know what you, I thought it was looking back yeah, on it. Do you think he's being too shy, or what, what was it? I thought Bruce Brown did a really good job on him, and that guy is underrated. You know, he's from Wakefield, right? Yeah, yeah, mass, mass, mass guy. guy, great at Miami. And I, if I remember correctly, I forget what draft he was in, but the Celtics had a real chance to pick him. I don't know if he yeah, just that. got taken ahead of them. That actually might have been how it played out. But they were right in that range where he could have fallen to them. That might have been the, that might have been the Rogier draft, or maybe it was two years later the Rob draft. I forget. Yeah, I think but, it was the. I think that was the Shamit draft because Shamit it was, was Shamit and then Rob got picked in yes. the first round. So they could have so, grabbed him. Yeah, yeah. I think that was the that was the year he got he got. So Brown ended up going a little earlier than I. I, a lot of people thought he would, which was disappointing because it just made sense to have another wing who with defensive abilities, who had some shooting concerns. And that's ultimately been what he's turned out to be. He's actually like a 10-10 kind of guy on his best night, which is interesting at his size. But he plays like that mini defensive stopper, on-ball kind of guy. And he was aggressive in denying Tatum that ball in the second half. And that's that adjustment I talked about. Blake was useless for them. He wasn't giving them anything on offense. Yeah. He certainly was killing them on the defensive end of the floor. So they brought in an on-ball stopper to shut Tatum down. And for the most part, he kind of did. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I, I guess I should have I, I should credit the Nets defense, especially with the way they contain Tatum. But it's just tough because when he's get when he gets going and, and he it just looks so easy for him to get to the rim and stuff, it's like, why can't you keep doing that? But I don't know. I think in the fourth quarter, a lot of that, a lot of that had to do with with Brooklyn's defense, but also it was just the stuff that's trying to stop the bleeding. I mean, once it got to a 10-point deficit, it was like, 
well, they were able to get it down because of those Kemba threes. But at that point, it just felt like the game was over. You know, it was too little, too late. So let's, uh, if you're excited to get over there with Perk, get into that locker room, yeah, let's get do started it. right now. We'll take a few questions here just because, you know, we're not going to be yip yapping over there. So we might as well do it over here while we can and have the people's attention. I've been looking at the chat a ton tonight. So fire away a few questions. We'll stay here a few more minutes. We'll probably head over there at midnight. It's about 11.58 right now. So we'll take two or three questions here before we roll out. I see a lot of people actually happy with this game. If Fournier and Kember did their thing tonight, we'd be singing a different tune. What do you think of Fournier's game? Um, he was driving me a little crazy on the defensive side. And I know, you know, he's not, that's not sort of his thing, but like heading into the series, I was more afraid of him gambling off the ball. He was gambling like on the ball. And it's like, Fournier, you're not going to steal the ball that way, <laughs> nor are you going to get the benefit of the doubt on a, a play call. So you're just putting yourself at risk to, to, to get into foul trouble. I just thought he was a little too aggressive on defense. And, and I know that's the one part of his game. I shouldn't even be like, Mag, you know, it shouldn't be magnified to a certain extent, but it's important for him not to get in foul trouble. He's one of the few guys. He's like the big three. He's part of the big three, if you will, you know, in terms of guys that could put up points, you know, 20 plus points for this team. And um, yeah, I mean, offensively, I'm, I'm not quite sure if he was just like the, the way the ball was swinging, the way, you know, if, if he just didn't get enough touches, but I don't know. What, what did you think? I, I felt like uh, when he came to his offense, Maybe he was thinking too much on defense. Uh, you know, it was that that kind of thing. That that sort of yeah. Thing. It felt like he didn't have a place offensively. He wasn't on the ball a ton, obviously. He just looked overwhelmed on the defensive end. I felt like it, it it rattled him on the on the other side. Well, I do like the aggressive nature because again, you're so undermanned in this series that you have to try to catch some balls and lanes and run out in transition and take some risk in that sense. So I don't mind that. But he didn't even do that. Like, that's what he. That's what he. He got a few like, steals in that first was, quarter. Yeah, I was and then after that, to do that. that. And then, you know, oh, yeah, he did have, yeah, he had a steal or a couple, but yeah. Yeah, just, he, wasn't, yeah. he wasn't the impactful guy you saw at the end of the year, which is disappointing because I do think this is a series where he could get a lot of open shots. But, again, guys have to get him there. His skill with the Celtics, surprisingly to me, has been catch and shoot. And I don't – do you even remember a single catch and shoot opportunity from him all game? It was sort of a lot of him chucking whenever he could get the ball. And yeah. there wasn't much rhythm there. Uh, same thing with Kemba. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, to, to to what I expect from Brad Stevens in game two, like he has to set up, set these guys up, find ways to get, you know, more looks for, for guys like Fournier, Pritchard, clean looks, because you know you could get it against this team. You know, those guys can get open, especially when they're on the floor with Kemba and, and Tatum. All right, so it is 12 o'clock here. As promised, we are going to head over to locker room. But first, we have to wish a happy birthday. To oh, Joe Smith-Pavone. Oh, that's a graphic. You guys had this ready. Look at Appreciate that. Appreciate it, bro. Right I at don't midnight. know how old you are. If you want to announce it, you can. But I do know it's your birthday today. so uh, A little over 30. We'll say that. All right. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, awesome. man. I didn't expect this at all. I was like, they don't even know. I was going to mention it in the locker room at some point because I, I knew it was going to be after midnight. But that's what's up, man. Thank you, Bobby. Appreciate it. Timed out Thank perfectly. So everybody in the chat. Wish you a happy party, birthday. Yeah. If you want to, maybe you can Venmo him, get him a drink or something. If anybody's <laughs> in the chat, maybe Joe Sway will drop his uh, Venmo in the locker room chat. Maybe, I think that would maybe be a I'll good make a idea. drink tonight. If you, guys, if, you guys are, if you guys are in, maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll join you guys. We'll, hey, we'll we're gonna be, trust it. me, we're going to be on there for a while with Kendrick Perkins. I know John's going to give him a lot of outs, but Perk, 
is going to be ready to go till 2 a.m. tonight. That's my biggest prediction of the night. I also said that the Celtics were going to win the night, so maybe I'll be wrong, but uh, we'll see. We're heading over to the locker room now. Trust me, you're going to get a question in with Kendrick Perkins if you get over there. He's going to be there long enough for that at the very least. So head over there, ask him a question, wish Josue a happy birthday, and we will see you over there in just a few minutes. See you guys soon.